Yo, what up, what up, what up? This is the Lazy Philosophers Podcast, and today I'm going to be yakking about moving. Yes, moving in. So I recently moved to New York, as some of you guys know who follow me on Instagram or... Yeah, I think Instagram's only uh, platform. Maybe I think I talked about my core or some. But yeah, so I moved to New York, and I wanted to kind of just get this podcast out because I wanted to basically get some of what I'm experiencing and feeling getting into this new city. And honestly, um, I, I have guests scheduled for later on this week, but I don't have any scheduled for right now. And I want to get back in the habit of posting content, which brings me to my first point and like the kind of the first thing that like gets messed up whenever you, you move um, is um, the first thing that me- gets messed up when you move is your habits, man. Like um, I've been working out every day, and I think that's a constant, but in terms of eating well or even, you know, like, eating well, getting in a regular pattern of waking up at a certain time, like, I'm getting up at, like, 8, 9, but, like, my days, because um, I'm waiting for my bar results to basically, in this in-between period of getting a job, I'm kind of, like, can do whatever I want during the day, which is its own kind of recipe for lack of success um i mean i'm getting a lot done and i've had a lot happen here but it's hard getting into a rhythm and i think habits are essential for the rhythm and i i don't even think habits are enough because i think one of the things that made life whenever i was operating at kind of a highest level in chicago easy to do was the fact that um i had rituals and rituals we call what the difference between a ritual and a habit is a ritual a habit has no time distinction you just do it where a, a ritual has a certain time where you t- carry out that certain action and so there's a lot of variance in your schedule whenever you move to a new city you know and which makes it difficult to form rituals and that being said it's also one of the benefits and the fact that you can kind of choose the new habits that you want to cultivate so i've talked about this before like whenever you move cities you basically get to erase a lot of the um in the power of habit um i don't know the name of the author i'm sorry but the power of habits a popular book i read it a few years ago and one of the things he talks about are that many of our habits have cues and that we get certain cues to carry out certain actions and when you leave a city you're getting rid of almost all those cues i think i talked about this in the travel one this sounds like i've referenced it before but what that does is for your identity you are actually able to cultivate basically a different identity through different habits and kind of starting a new um habit slate clean but yeah so the habit thing has been difficult not not really for like my own personal development i think i look one of the best i've ever looked in terms of like working out um and comedy i'm making a lot of progress but in terms of social media um i mean i'm only fairly active on quora and everything else has been i mean thank you guys who've who've stuck through this long these long periods of me non not posting um it it's kind of hard to like, for my YouTube, man, I thought I would have come out with a video by now, um, and I got a new camera, but, like, I'm still, like, like trying to figure out where I want to set up the camera and all this other stuff, and there's, like, all this friction to starting things new again, and I kind of have fallen into this habit of saying, like, tomorrow's gonna be the day, but, like, um, really, I... I've talked about momentum in previous episodes. I I have very little momentum in this capacity. And so there's a lot of friction. There's a lot of anxiety surrounding even producing content I regularly produced. And that was very easy for me to produce in Chicago. And has nothing to do with the external surroundings. It has a lot to do with just um, what my brain is saying that 
is going to be take a lot of energy to do and i think the majority of the energy is getting out of my own head and doing it so i moved i moved to um I moved to New York and I'm living in East Village and East Village is a dope area. I mean, I was living when I was living in Chicago, I was living in downtown Chicago, right? And I was living in a nice apartment. I was living on the 43rd floor, windowed walls, like you had doormen and stuff. It was it was really nice. And then here I'm living in this room that is too small for me to do push-ups. Um I my shower doesn't work, so I have to take showers at the gym. Um and my window is so small, it's only big enough to remind me that an outside world does exist right but and I, this is the power of a move i still rather live in this this situation than live in chicago and i talked about my in the previous episode i won't get too into it is i never felt really i never felt really loved by chicago um and the city and uh, almost instantly I've, I've felt very attached to new york and um there's a line in um, 500 days of summer um with joseph gordon levitt when he has zoe de chanel um how she can marry somebody else besides him you know after they dated for 500 days or so or a long time and she married this next person in just a couple months and she said i knew in two weeks what i was never quite sure of with you and that's kind of the relationship i felt with new york as opposed to chicago um because people are like oh you haven't even been there for winter but i was like yeah, you know I've, I've done chicago winters um wh- what else was i going to talk about so friendship so a lot of people when they move cities it's it's kind of difficult for them to make friends. Um, number one, because they feel like they're burdening people and that they don't understand that how much of their um, entire identity is actually stored in their friend group. And how a lot of people, you know, when you're making new friends in new cities, you kind of have to go out on friend dates, um, which is kind of weird, you know, like, oh, hey, yeah, you know, this has been nice. Do you want to go out and get coffee sometime? And this is a non-romantic. We're talking about platonic friends. And then you're like, you meet for that friend date and you're like, this is really cool. We should all hang out. And, um, that, that I'm, I'm not against that method. I've done that method. Um, I've had no problem with friendship here partially because I'm a stand-up comic. And so I just hang out at the clubs and, um, just talk to people at the comedy clubs or at, um, mics or at shows. And that has been a great avenue so what i'd say is whenever you move to a different city definitely pick a a a hobby that has a social element and then dive deep into that hobby i mean do it until their a friend group kind of coalesces this will make you less dependent on people at your job um it'll also make you less dependent on having to take the friend date method which um you know even if someone really likes you it's hard to make time for platonic friends unless there's a value exchange you know um and so you know what the what i would suggest is attach yourself to a group um of people doing similar things or interested in similar things go to it religiously and go to a bunch of them religiously soon afterwards you'll be able to basically attach yourself to them afterwards now uh, i mentioned hanging out at comedy clubs Uh, so one of the things about um, moving to New York that's actually difficult for most comedians is is that um, New York is hyper competitive in terms for stand up time and stand up spots now Chicago is getting booked a significant amount and you know I ran a show at the biggest comedy club there the Laugh Factory which is one of it, it's, it's one of the most famous clubs in the world and to come from there to come to New York um, you're basically you know you're competing against some 
you know they oh i can't get you up tonight you know trevor noah is going up tonight for example or something like that where you you're literally like there there's a, a glut of talent so what a lot of people tend to tend to do when they first move here is they stay at the lower reins of the open mic level and stuff like that and they'll go to a ton of mics but the problem is, is that there's very little mobility from mics to clubs just be, because of there, there's basically a stratification of the society right um and this is this is not just in stand-up this is basically in any artistic platform so if you have any artistic ambitions i'm going to tell you something very important and it's going to feel very weird when you do this but um do it um hang out where you don't belong um a lot of people tend to wait until they have to like oh you know i have to basically they, they basically wait until they're invited to hang out but what you have to realize is you can hang out basically anywhere even if you're not meant to be there i've been hanging out at this comedy club called stand up and why since the first day i got here and i ended up getting a spot because of it and they ended up paying more attention to my set because of it and and now i'm already treated like a regular there and i was featured on a, a podcast called race wars um with uh Sherrod smalls he's chris rock's cousin and he's a great comedian in his own right and yamanika who is a uh, had just had her comedy central half hour and now now there's a friendship kindling there you know and it's all a byproduct of me just hanging out at club even though i wasn't supposed to be there i wasn't on the bill uh, i didn't have tickets to the show i was just hanging out drinking i wasn't even forcing myself into conversations because this is the thing is a lot of people need to realize this is if you if you basically if you basically just hang out long enough people become familiar with you and when they become familiar with you they basically like you more and they also think that you should already be there and so uh, if you're a musician find every opportunity to hang out where other musicians that are above your pedigree hang out at even if you don't have a reason to be there find a reason just whether it's festivals whether it's whatever find a way to hang out with the people that you want to be like and it's not and and, and you know that i'm not going to tote that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with i'm going to tote this thing people give opportunities to people they like people they're familiar with and people who are constantly in their mind this almost transcends talent um, it does. I mean, nepotism is, is, a, is a problem in developing nations, but you could use to help you in a case where just people just like you more because you've been around more. And that doesn't mean you need to take away time from working on your crap, but that does mean you need to make time to ascend to a certain level. And you need to make the assessment of whether that is something you want to do. Now, you are going to feel a lot of social friction initially because you're going to be like, why am I here? <laughs> You know, which is which is hard to justify, right? And people are kind of going to look, look at you, and they kind of look at you with skepticism. But what I want you to do is, I want you to push past this first initial coldness that people will be giving you, and just be like, yeah, you know, um, this is this is something that I'm going to do right now. Um, what else is going to say? So that that has been really good, and I've I've gotten a massive amount of exposure. I've gotten gotten pretty cool credits and experiences since being out here. Um, one one of the things that's changed kind of radically since I've been here is my my fashion has become different. Um, almost uh, you know, so I started wearing a headband and then like like I've started just leaning into a lot of these thoughts that I've been having because you have to understand with massive amount of variance you can create a massive amount of growth. And I ran into uh, one of my um, a core followers uh, and a subscriber. We ended up having um, lunch, and he we we talked and he very interesting guy. He basically told me that um one of the things about new york is is about randomness and so a couple of weeks ago on yom kippur i basically made the distinct the 
Yom Kippur is the Jewish holiday and I'm not Jewish but I've been doing it for the last three or so years and um, it's where you fast for 24 hours and if I'm if you're Jewish and I'm I'm, I'm butchering um, the explanation I'm sorry this is how it was explained to me and this is how I, I take the day is you fast for 24 hours you don't eat or drink water um, you can't chew gum you can't take a bath you can't brush your teeth um, you can't use electricity in most cases um, I, I still use electricity but um you, but you you take that time and you think if today was my last day alive what would I have done differently about my life and it's meant to be a reflection on the past year and it's one of the reasons why I became a stand-up comic and um, over um, and I passed up on job opportunities from realizations that I've had during it and it and it's actually the reason I'm living in New York and I might I'll share that story another time but one of the things that I realized this year during Yom Kippur was a couple weeks ago was that um, and this is gonna be um, is that I needed to increase the consistency. I had fallen on my consistency and I, I, I'm still not great, but I'm better than I was when I was first here. And I need to increase my consistency, but I wanna increase my consistency of doing random actions. See, the thing is, is that our brain constantly tries to plot out how far we can go in a very linear fashion. And uh, number one, our brain deceives ourselves us on how correct it is and how much its machinations can actually work. Actually, the, the world is infinitely complex and our brain is a limited tool with limited information and can only affect, predict the trajectory so much. Um, so, like, just, just to put in context, NBA basketball players, some of who have spent their entire life shooting a ball at a rim that has gone no higher or lower with a ball that's the exact same size, can only get the ball in ranging from 40 to 50%, from only like 10 to 15, 20 feet away. So, what hope do you have to of properly predicting whether or not, you know, a bunch of these things, uh, your ideas will come into fruition, both good or bad? But anyway, um, so, I... I'm going to increase the consistency of random actions. I've been. I asked Mark Manson if you if you if you listen to this podcast and you like Mark Manson, tweet at him and say like, hey, you know, um, get on Bill the um, the lazy philosopher. You know, um, I think we'd have a good podcast. I'm a fan, and we've actually um, communicated online before. He w- was a fan of my my postings on his forum years ago, and I think posting on his forum is actually what made me a good Quora poster. But I digress. Um, I so increasing the consistency of me taking random actions but these random actions are actually i want to increase the amount of them right i want to uh, the value of them so um, i i i recorded a podcast with james altucher um in june and i have i haven't posted it yet because they i recorded it on in in his in his software or in his studio and the thing about recording in a studio it came as as, as, as um, two different audio files and that I had to synthesize and I don't know how to do that and I haven't paid anyone to do that that's why it's taking so long and also I think I'm going to wait until my episode comes out on um, um, on his and then and then I'll post our episode on mine you know just to sync it up but um, my relationship with James is actually um, you know I just shot him a message because it was part of a thing I challenged myself to do is um, email one person a day that I didn't think I could get a meeting with and we we hang out a lot in New York I hang out with James probably I would say three to five times a week um, depending on the week and his schedule um, and that's absolutely insane because um, I, I remember listening to his book, Choose Yourself, two years ago, which is part of the entire reason I'm in New York. And now he's he's probably one of my closest friends in the city. I'm not his one of his closest friends, but like we spend a, a glut of time together. And so 
you know, yeah, like, like, and that to me is the result of acting randomly and acting in a way in which that you don't think that um, the universe would pan out. So what that was one of the realizations I got from Yon Kapoor. The other one I got was um, <laughs> was increased certainty. So my I have a very strong sense of reality, as you guys can tell. I basically. I don't think I'm right about everything, but I think I'm less wrong about most things than most people. And I think I'm right about most of the things in reference to my life and my philosophy. But I sometimes don't act with absolute certainty. And that has to do in part because we, I'm an intelligent person and most intelligent people don't, number one, you shouldn't act like you're certain. But you take a look at people who are hyper successful in almost any realm and they have a very easy way or not very easy way a way of acting with certainty which um actually leads to a bunch of things happening for them very quickly um example being lavar ball lavar ball um, for those of you who don't know um is a father of lonzo ball who is an nba basketball player but lavar ball I would just tell you to I don't want to spend the entire time trying to explain LeVar Ball but LeVar Ball is basically this force and he has gotten I would say close to 100 million dollars worth of media attention for his uh, shoe brand by being certain and and adopting that paradigm and so I wanted to increase the level of certainty in which I pursue opportunities and if I'm, if I'm being honest today has been kind of a, a down down day the weather was kind of off it was Columbus Day and I came back from the gym and I just kind of laid in here and I've been wanting to to do more public speaking events and I, I, I looked at basically the I, I just didn't know where to start and so I end up spiraling through a pit of um, kind of a I don't know like not, not self-pity but just laziness and laying in bed um and so I'm I'm getting I wanted to produce this because I in part I wanted to produce something that's going to create momentum and in a sense it get my consistency back up and trying to com- commit with this Yom Kippur narrative. Um another thing that I think is really important about the whole moving process and is that you let moving change you. But be cognizant of whether it's for the better. Um, I don't know. Like my a friend of mine who I was in in Scotland doing stand up with. His name's Sharub Kareem. We recorded an amazing episode on belonging. I think it's one of actually the most favorited episodes of the recent paradigm. So if you no- notice, my my listenership has gone down partially because I don't post as much, but partially because I don't. Um, my podcast isn't the primary thing I promote anymore. It was my YouTube channel, and then now it's my TED Talk because I'm trying to get fifty thousand views so then I can leverage that to getting a deal on Conan. Um, but one of the things that I think about in reference to, he, he came and he was doing a show out here in New York and we went and got drinks before his show and he was like, you look so New York now. And it's, it it was really cool. And you know, like a lot of people are resistant to change. They're like, I don't want to let things change me or a city change me or move change me. It's like, no, that's why, why you move because you have different stimulus and so the different stimulus can lead to different actions and these different actions can carry on can make you just that much better right and so that was another cool thing and i i want to bring this back to um i had some insecurity about moving to new york not because of new york as a city is scary it is daunting and um if you have not been it is probably very easy to feel overwhelmed here um in in sense of scope i remember the first time i came here i did um it's just massive and it's it's big and it's it's 
everything and more you know and there there's really no other city like it and you really feel like you're at the epicenter of the world and one of the things uh um, one of the things that I, I was nervous about moving here was partially the everyone and telling me that i i'm not ready you know you're not ready to move to new york you know blah 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 you need to be in chicago for five to ten years and what you got to do is you got to really realize where these people are coming from because most people are telling you that because they're not ready to do something so when people are telling you not to move um, a lot of times you have to look at why they're telling you not to move they're you know what what reasons are are they are they looking at the reasons for you not moving out of fear or opportunity now fear can sometimes bring up some good points but i don't think fear is necessarily if it's not life or death or it's not ex- extremely reckless i think fear is not a good reason not to do something i think it's a good thing to consider and know how to mitigate upon moving or to prepare yourself embrace yourself but it's not the reason not to move uh for me there's a limited amount of options where i was at and so I want you to, to in, in a sense, really think about where you're at and whether or not your city can actually offer you what you want. Now, there's this whole non-local paradigm or not fad because I, I think it's not going anywhere. I think more and more people are going to live non-locally. And so like uh, it's, it's tempting for us to be like, I, why would I move to a city where it's going to be more expensive when I can just you know, be an entrepreneur from home and then, you know, carry it out like that. But I'm saying if, if, if there is a significant advantage in moving somewhere, then move because you, you can't actually conceive of how much of an advantage it is. Now, this is the thing is Elliot Hull says it's not about making the right decision. It's about making a decision and making it right. And so what I, uh, I, I, I do say move but i also say when you move that's it's not just going to happen you know if i just sat here in my room like like if i did every day like i have done today but like because today's a rainy day so i give myself somewhat of a buy um i would i would be i'd be in a lot worse shape and i'd be a lot sadder and that's what a lot of people tend to do is they they tend to move and because it takes so much force for them to move they really think that something's supposed to happen um, and that's something weird that I've thought about recently is that um, the difference between, I think, in, in, in East Asian and maybe to an extent Indian culture and American culture is, is in American culture, we want, to be, we want to be appreciated for our hard work, even if it doesn't produce results. And in East Asian culture and, and in Indian culture, to a lesser extent, is you, if you don't get the results, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how hard you worked. It doesn't matter because you you didn't get the results. And I think that's exactly the kind of paradigm you should have whenever you move to a different city is um, is I'm going to basically if, if I move here and I don't get it done. If there's no there's no value in just moving here. The value is moving here and then building on top of that. It's using here. And then I want you to also write down why it is that you're moving because and what is unavailable to you in your current city now it doesn't mean that if there are a lot of things that are available in your current city like honestly everything that's kind of available in new york is available in some form or way in chicago it's just a lot less so i don't i don't think the reason has to be that oh it, there is nothing here it could just be that there's more of something but what you I want you to do is after you finish writing out this list is that, or making a mental note of this list which is most likely what most of you guys will do is um then look and cultivate a plan of action on how you're going to treat get take advantage of this because just because you live in a city doesn't mean you'll take advantage of what it has to offer 
Now, I recently wrote that um, things that are worth the money is um, living in a city that you want to live in. Um, paying rent in a city now anywhere where many anywhere where like you know um, basically anywhere where you want to go in the world is going to be um, expensive you know just just by and large unless unless your thing is the opposite and you want to go to Chiang Mai and you want to be a Chiang Mai millionaire <laughs> you know in Thailand or whatever but but generally speaking like you know the the cities that most of us want to be in I, like i'm going to tell you like a lot of people don't consider this whenever they they live in a city is you know we, we talk about dating in the abstract but dating is massively important especially when you're single and especially when you don't feel like you connect to the people around you um so i've, I've had a predom- an issue and i've had family members who've had this issue too because i come from a very successful family is, is that they'll outgrow a lot of the dating options in the the city this happens a lot with women um because women there is a a false expectation i don't i don't think this expectation is right but it, it definitely is societal and social narrative that a woman needs to marry someone who has more social status than her and when the the you you can see where this folly comes when the more successful you get in a business business realm the smaller your dating pool actually becomes as a woman where it's kind of the complete opposite as a man because even though we as men we date for status we date for stat i'd say 80 to 90 percent of the status associated with a man and his, the woman he's dating has to do with how attractive she is um this has to do with just um how we look at things in society and that's that i'm not i'm not for it i'm not against it that's just how it is um and so if you're in a city and i was i was having issues in chicago because i'm in chicago the kind of the dating paradigm is is a, a lot of very people who want to marry get married maybe in their late 20s early 30s and they want to marry somebody who looks kind of you just it's just kind of like i've talked about this in the travel and just kind of like you know everyone wants to just marry somebody similar to them or date people similar to them or they they haven't traveled that much and so a lot of my dates were kind of boring from girls with from chicago now this isn't saying that it's endemic of all women and from chicago i'm just saying a lot of women that i dated and so uh, or actually lack of dated i didn't date girls from chicago but the kind of midwest western kind of pair feel anyway I'm, I'm i'm losing the point here it's completely different i'm i'm dating is not only easier i'm dating a lot of people that i'm very interested in and not interested like oh i'm interested like hey you know i'm interested like no i'm like interested in what they're doing um and and how they're attacking the world and um their ambition and their 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 um their lack of humbleness about their ambition too um i i find all these things very attractive and so you want to look at the cultural mindset of a lot of the the if you're single a lot of the women or men in the area right if you if you know i know i know for me personally you know this is judging off of um what other people have told me about mumbai it might be completely different please comment below if i'm wrong but that dating in mumbai can be difficult can be incredibly stratified that um there's a huge colorism in terms of the dating field and all these other things now does that mean i can't find anybody no it's just gonna be more difficult to find somebody that may be has my same kind of experience in the world and that i can relate to so i think it don't trivialize like i'm gonna move because i am not comfortable with the dating selection that i have in my city um or you know that kind of stuff because you know people try to trivialize it but it's actually a major component and i I think uh, above eating i I think above getting a steady paycheck is um getting is is being around sexually around people who who stimulate you in a way in which that I'm just trying to make that sound smart. People that you want to spend time with as long as well as have sex with. What else? Oh man, I've talked into this for 
27 minutes. Um, I, you know, what else? There's something else. Um, no, that's it. I mean, I think if you... I think to summarize it is um, you need to watch your habits. Um, I think you need to let yourself become someone different. I think if you want to make friends, um, num- number one, ha- hang out consistently in the same places. Don't hang out once and, and then leave. Hang out every time. Familiarity bro- breeds likability, which breeds friendship. Um, go out and when you have the, high, the period of high variance, go out and seek out opportunities you wouldn't usually seek out. Increase the amount of randomness that you take advantage of in the city. Know why you're moving and then Write out a plan of action to take advantage of why you're moving. Don't expect it to just happen. Um, and then, um, yeah, like I think all those things together will make a better move. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm posting this and I'm going to get my consistency up. I, I, tell me if you guys like these the solo ones. I, I, I had a positive feedback from um, somebody um, uh, on my last one and I it really inspired me to continue to sometimes do this whenever I don't have uh, a, a guest on my podcast for my podcast to share with you guys. And so, I mean, I'm not going to make a current commonplace of doing this, but I, I do think it probably beats not posting anything, at least on my end. Um, and it makes me feel better about what I've done today. Anyway, guys, as always, um, Godspeed and good night. Um, follow me on YouTube. I You got this new camera, so there's going to be a new video that comes out soon. You, you know me. Uh, <laughs> and um, um, follow me on Twitter because I need it. Um, follow me on Instagram. That's the platform I'm kind of focusing kind of a lot on right now, just trying to um, game that because that seems like the new place where cur- like social currency is exchanged. I might, I might do another video on social media or another... Um, you know thing on social media and then what's what, what's another platform i have oh yeah quora if you if you found this through some other medium besides quora come check out my quora that's i have like sixty thousand followers and um yeah a lot of good content so anyway guys um godspeed and good night